0: Welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Come on. DJ Mark Flow. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Episode three. Can you believe it, guys? We're on episode three. That is crazy. Time is flying. I'm really excited because, again, you're not just going to hear my voice this time around. This time around, I do have another guest. I have Christina Lucas, co owner of J.R. Lucas Deli and Market in Suffering. It is a combination of a grocery store and a restaurant in the back where you can get the real authentic. Mexican food, the real cuisine, you know, not that Americanized stuff, the real deal. So, how you doing, Christina? Welcome to the show. I'm good. <laughs> She's a little shy. Um, so first time. I'll get there. <laughs> so, Christina, let's kick it off really quick. I got a quick question for you. Um, first and foremost, did I accurately describe your business would you like to elaborate on that a little more on what you guys do and what your store is
1: yeah i mean basically it's a it's a convenience store you know we sell your basic chips sodas you know beer all all the usual stuff but then we also do like money transfers and we have like i guess people call it like a a, the hidden spot because it's like um kind of like a taqueria in the back we have everything but we also do guisos and tamales and it's basically like a little mini restaurant but we try to keep the food as home cooked as possible
0: yeah and, and the food is delicious I've eaten there several times guys it's outstanding and it's 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 like one of those stores in the neighborhood that everyone knows it's there they don't even really have to advertise it's just that everyone knows about it and people just walk in and they have their regulars and it's the food is just really good. So if you ever want real quality Mexican food, like the real stuff, this is the place to go if you're in the Suffern area. So you want to give them the actual address of your store?
1: It's, um, so we're located at 116 Orange Avenue, um, in Suffern and it's off of the main road. It's on Orange Avenue. You can, if you go to the left, you go to Malwa. If you go to the right, you go to Salzburg. So we're like right in right by the trains, go to the city
0: very conv- Very convenient if you're commuting into the city because oh, yeah. right across the street is the train station into New York.
1: Oh yeah. You literally right across the street is the commuter parking lot. They have to walk right in front to go down to the train station.
0: So guys, if you're in the suffering area and you want to get a quick cup of coffee, maybe a pastry, because you guys have those really good pastries too.
1: Yeah. We have the the Mexican sweet bread, we'll, but it's always like a mixture of donuts and everything.
0: So you go get your 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 pastry and you get yourself uh a nice cup of coffee, and you and you can go sit on the train and relax. So, you know, it's a, it's a nice location. And then when you get off work, if you don't want to cook dinner, stop by and pick up the Mexican food they have. What's some of the dishes that you have?
1: Um, well, we're a little different because we always have our main menu, which is, they call them antojitos, empanadas, enchiladas, tacos, tortas, which you like sandwiches. Um, then you could do like a carne asada. You can do fried um, pork chop. And we do like mojada frita, which is the dish that you've had that you love, the the fried fish.
0: Oh, so good, guys. So good. At first, it's a little intimidating because you get your, you know, your rice and beans and your salad, and then you get a full fish on your plate. It's like the full fish. So at first, I was like, oh, boy. But I started to eat it. Delicious. So good, guys. So good.
1: <laughs> the one The one thing that we try to do in Suffering to Keep Us Different is the handmade tortillas. All the tortillas are made from hand. Every order comes with handmade
0: tortillas. So you're not pre-buying anything. It's like the real deal.
1: Oh, no. If you order a of asada, we're making the tortillas when you get there.
0: See, see, so you getting that real authentic stuff, guys. So if you're in that area, stop by. And then the grocery store in the front, you guys have pretty much everything, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, we try even with the regulars because like, we're right located right next to the apartment building. So if they come and they're like, oh, I usually buy this kind of milk. The next time I order milk, I try to get that milk for them. I tried to make it as convenient as possible to go to.
0: So you cater you cater to, to your customers?
1: Yeah. We try to see what the people are looking for. If someone says, oh, I need almond milk. So the following week, I'll try to have almond milk. I'll promise them next time you come, I'll have it.
0: Good. I, what I like about that is it's not that your typical corporate type supermarket. It's like your local business. It's got that family neighborhood vibe to it where you build relationships with the owners of the store.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody walks into the store and the first thing that they that you hear Ariel say is primo, primo. Everybody looks for him.
0: Yeah, we joke. We joke because um Christina is co-owner of the J.R. Lucas Deli and Market. Uh the the other co-owner is her husband, Ariel Lucas. Um so you want to tell us a little bit about Ariel?
1: Um well, he's my husband. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been married 9 years. Um, we we basically run it together, but during the day I handle the day to day because you know he does do his um union job during the day, and then we at night we run it together, and on the weekends he he runs it. But basically we use our experience because he worked in restaurants for fifteen years before he went into the construction, and I did twelve years, so I understand like the front part of the service, and he understands the kitchen. So we put our minds together and that's how we're able to do like the deli in the front. And we're able to communicate with people because we both use whatever skills we can use because he's he's actually really good at communicating with people. Very, very good.
0: Yeah, we joke. We call him the mayor.
1: Literally, literally, he walks in and everybody's like, oh, what can I get for you? Like everybody walks in looking for him. Where's Lucas? Where's Lucas? Because everybody thinks that's his name because it's the name of the store, but they don't know that like that's our last name. (laughs) But everybody (laughs) walks in looking for Lucas
0: very cool very cool very cool yeah it's 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 a great vibe guys i highly recommend you stop by um so i'm going to ask you oh actually before i get into that i i do have another question do you want to talk a little bit about when you guys decided to launch the business because you guys launched the business at a very interesting time they began the store during the whole covid shutdown where, you know, a lot of businesses weren't thriving, they took that as an opportunity, right? Oh, yeah. So you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: So the way it all came about was when everything was getting shut down. It was when the everything was shut down because, like I said, I worked in a restaurant and I was out of work because we were completely shut down and we didn't know when we were going to open. And we were we always wanted to open a restaurant. That was the main, the main thing because we both knew about restaurants. So we always wanted to open a restaurant. So when COVID happened, we were driving around because I had to go to the supermarket and we drove past the store and it said it was available for purchase. We were thinking because then we remembered with everything that because they have the store, it was considered essential. So if there was ever another shutdown, even if we had the restaurant in the back, we would always be considered essential. So we would be able to still thrive when everything was getting shut down. Because we, at that point, when we decided to open, we didn't know if once everything started to open up back again, if we were going to shut down again. No one knew. Because at that point, everything was shut down. I wasn't working for a good eight months. I didn't work.
0: Wow. You So you guys really took a risk in launching oh, yeah. the business.
1: Yeah. And we, we thought about it because we, we had money saved because, you know, we wanted to buy a house and we were looking at that. But then- We talked about it and we said maybe with this money, if we put it into opening a business, we can earn the money back. If we just buy a house, we don't know when we'll be able to have that money again to open the business. Right now we have the business, we have the money, we have the opportunity to open up a business. And it was also another factor was, like I said, I worked in a restaurant for 12 years. Right. And it was getting to the point where it was like I was never going to leave. I was always going to be there. And right. like, I worked so hard and yes, they saw how hard I worked, but I was always treated like I was a new employee. It was never like.
0: You weren't getting the recognition for all the work. Right. And
1: not that I wasn't getting the recognition because I was always considered like one of the stronger. Got it. Like people, but it was never, but it was like, I there was nowhere for me to grow. I was always going to stay in the same position. I wasn't like, I wasn't going to move up to the next level. I was always going to stay a bartender or a server. I was never going to move up to management. So it was like I wasn't really going anywhere.
0: Well, I think that a lot of people can relate to that because I think we've all felt like that at some point in our careers, Mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, I I have a lot of respect for the fact that you guys said, you know what, in order for us to get to this next level, let's invest on something that's our own. Right. Yeah.
1: Work for ourselves because like also, you know, Like, you know, but like we have two children and the two, the two children are my priority during the day. And to get, sometimes to get a job is hard to see, am I going to be able to get to the bus? Am I going to be able to pick them up? Am I going to be able to go to parent teacher conferences? Right. And if the business is ours, it gives us more flexibility so that I can be there for the kids because I work for myself. I don't work for someone else. And that was the biggest thing. So like Ariel thought about it. He said, you know, the way I'm going to get her out of the restaurant And get her to still be able to take care of the kids, and I can still have my job. Is to open something together, because then she's working for her.
0: Got it. Got it. No, I think I think you guys are very brave, and you took a chance, and that chance is working out because the business is thriving. You also people can also go there for, lotto, and Mm -hmm. you know you guys have your liquor license. So yeah, so you want to talk a little bit about some of the additional features.
1: Um, so we do lotto, which is you know, basic Powerball, Mega. You can buy your, you never know. I can sell that one ticket that's worth the million dollars, and I don't know. We have had a couple big winners. We had two scratch off winners: one fifteen hundred, one twenty five hundred. So, okay, it, 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 there's chances. You never know. Um, we also do um money transfer. We work with um Ria, money transfer, and we work with um, Intermex. It's kind of like Western Union for like internet, internet, international money right. transfers um we do that we do uh, cash checking check cashing oh. check cashing we do um like um you could pay your bills we do a little bit of everything so, there's so a you guys lot. have a, lot, a lot, lot of
0: features so you hey, a yeah. lot going on <laughs> so guys i i recommend you stop by and see everything that's there man i mean it's it's definitely worth it um you guys have like two freezers of like ice cold beer and all kinds of beverages right
1: you know getting a third hopefully in the next week
0: look at that you just keep expanding (laughs) that's awesome so i'm sure there's a lot of young people listening right now and you know and you know people of all ages actually and they probably are admiring that you guys took this leap into entrepreneurship and that you're thriving and you're succeeding because you know that's the american dream so i'm gonna ask you a couple questions so what was the main reason other than what we already discussed that you guys decided to start your, start this business? What was the main motive? Was it, is it just a career advancement or were there other aspects to it?
1: Um, It was mo- the biggest part was working for ourselves. Yeah. Cause the only, like we wanted to put our heart into something that, It was ours. We weren't putting our heart into something that wasn't for us. We wanted it to be, we were working for ourselves. We were trying to build because eventually we hope that, you know, the business can continue to grow. And later on in the future, you know, Evan and Alana, they have something to be passed down to them.
0: Evan and Alana are her kids, um, which are also my grandkids, and they are amazing guys. Um, all my social media friends and all my in-person friends know how much I adore and love them. Um, So, all right. So let me ask you a question. So what advice would you give to someone that wants to do the same thing you did? That's like, Oh, I would love to have my own store. I would love to do that and work for myself. What advice would you give them? Like what's like some things they should think about before they move forward?
1: The Biggest thing that I would suggest is understand that it's a big dedication. Very big dedication. There's gonna be times where you know what? It's Saturday. I just wanna go for a run. I just wanna sit in my house and watch TV. I wanna just, you know, go out. It's right. not easy to do that. It if you're gonna open a business, you're gonna be there twenty-four seven because at the end of the day, you're the only person who truly cares? You're gonna like if you're not there, you don't know what's happening.
0: It's- yeah, and I and I've seen it firsthand as you know, family events, parties, get togethers. There's a lot of things you guys need to miss. You it's know sacrifice. I mean? Yeah, because it's your own business. It's not like you know, a job. You go like, okay, it's time for me to go home. You guys gotta keep going. And yeah. then when you're done, you gotta clean the store and you gotta make sure everything is in its proper place. You got to make sure everything's that code, and there's like all these additional aspects. So it's not easy. Right. And I think it, that that's, it's
1: it's a, it's not like people say it's a sacrifice, but it's not really a sacrifice. It's more about, right. You have to be dedicated. It has to be something that you truly want to do because if, you, if it's like, I'm going to open this business, I'm going to hire people and they're going to run it, it, it. It's not realistic.
0: It's got to be something that you're investing, not only your money, but also your time.
1: Yep. Because it basically has to be your other baby. Because it's it's not easy.
0: So I'm sure when you guys um, decided to launch this business, right? And I'm sure actually, probably even now too, that there's times where you're fearful or times where you doubt. Or you're like, you know, I know when I used to DJ a lot, you know, or, you know, or I would do anything that was, you know, courageous in that sense, whether it was competing in a tournament or doing a gig as a DJ or you know some you you have that little voice that says you what did you get yourself into what are you doing you know what I mean but that's like that voice of doubt that I think we all have so how do you guys deal with that
1: we try it happens more often than you would think like well it'll be a day where it's just slow and we're like you know we really gotta think is this worth it are we? Are, is it? Is the? Is this worth continuing to kill ourselves to do this every single day? But then, like, I'll put into perspective, like, when I was when we first opened, I was still working. Cause we were scared. We were scared. Me not to have a job and me just be at the store would be able to survive. Right. But I left my job. In almost two years now. And we're the bills are still getting paid. We're still seeing. We're still able to buy whatever we need to buy. We're not. There's never a time where we're like we have to reach out to family because we can't pay for something. Like we're able to do it. Like we still, we're we're we do we are we're not millionaires. We're not making all this money. We're not. But we're we are surviving. We are.
0: You're succeeding.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find the word to yeah. to say exactly what it is. It's not. Is not oh my god there's bags and bags of money rolling in it's not that it's just but we're we're working for ourselves we're growing what we're trying to grow.
0: Yep. No, I I I see that and and I got to tell you the the good thing about it is that not only are you doing this but it's like you're doing it so genuinely, authentically um well i mean the food is delicious you know everything works appropriately when you're one thing that i don't like is when i go into other stores when nobody greets you and you're just you're just standing there like hello you know what i mean and no one greets you sometimes they see you when they they look back down but it's never the case when i go to your business whenever you go to the jr lucas deli market you're greeted even if they don't know who you are they greet you you know what i mean and they 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 show an interest in you as a customer and i think that that because it has that family neighborhood vibe so you're never just standing there like hello you know what i mean you're you you're you're you know even times when i'm there and i'm just like hanging out with the kids or just visiting um when a customer walks in they're like customer and they have a bell that rings the minute that door opens, and they know there's a customer there, and they address the customer and they cater to the customer. So, so that's another really great feature. Is the customer service is impeccable.
1: It's like little things. It, it just it. Uh, how do I say this? It takes two seconds when someone comes in to be like, "Hi, how you doing?" Yeah, it, it's literally two seconds. Or like if I see you looking at the beer or you're looking at a soda, I'll go and I'll ask you, are "You looking for something like specific?" Because maybe you are looking for something, or maybe you're just browsing. You know, but sometimes, oh, I, I'm looking for a Bud Light. Oh, you go right there. It's right there. We try to help. to so try to.
0: Yeah. So, guys, I highly recommend you stop by. It's a nice environment. Um. So let me ask you a question. So what routine would you say? What is your routine every day? Like, do you guys, you know, like, what's the first thing you do when you get to the store after you open up? Like, what's the first thing you guys got to do to get the business ready for the day?
1: Go in the kitchen and check all the props.
0: You want to elaborate on that a little bit?
1: I have a list. (laughs) It's funny. I put out a piece, I have like a large piece of paper and I go through and I just make check marks. Do we have steak ready? Do we have the fish ready? Do we have this ready? Do we have lettuce cut? Do we have cheese cut to make sure that we're prepped for the day? Because the smallest thing, like we don't have cucumbers cut, could take us, it could make the order go from taking five minutes to taking 10 because now we have to cut the cucumber.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. So what, are you ever like thrown for a loop? Like, I'm sure there's days where you're like, okay, typically this is the amount of orders we're going to get. This is the mile because you guys deliver as well, right? Yeah. You guys deliver. So guys, you could call them and be like, I I want to have this, um, like, what's one of your most popular plates?
1: Um, empanadas.
0: Okay. So I could you could literally call them if you're in the suffering area and be like, I would like a plate of empanadas. and They'll bring it to you. They'll bring the empanadas to you. I mean, you know, it doesn't get more convenient than that. Um, and it's the authentic, real deal empanadas that you would get in Mexico.
1: Um, well, you asked me, have I ever really like caught off guard? Yeah. Like that I, actually happened to me yesterday.
0: Oh, I want to hear this story. This is going to be good.
1: <laughs> I was in the front. I was doing a money transfer and a guy came inside and he was like, do you guys make fish? We were like, yeah, we do like the, like we were talking about the mojadas. And you know, it was one guy. So I'm like, you know, no problem. Yeah, we could make you a mojada. He goes, no, I need seven.
0: Seven empanadas?
1: Yeah. And you know how big those fishes are? We literally have like four.
0: Oh wait, not the empanadas. Which plate? The mojada. The mojada. The whole fish. Oh my gosh.
1: So he came in, he was like, he, we thought he wanted one. We were like, yeah, we can make you one. No problem. I was like, give me like 15, 20 minutes. I got to make it. You know, we go fry it now. He was like, no, I need seven. Oh,
0: man. So
1: we just we we pulled out all the pots
0: of hands that so we could do. So 10. you were like,
1: big order. Yeah. I was like, let's
0: go. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody on deck. It's uh, time. I had one girl making, because
1: we, like we. I said, we sell handmade tortillas. So the seven orders times four tortillas, that's almost 30 tortillas she had to make right there.
0: Wow. And you make the tortillas from scratch, you said. Yeah. So, wow. So, you guys are scrambling. So, I had
1: one making tortillas, one making
0: the fish. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, all right. So, let me ask you this. Um, where do you see your business in uh, five years from now? Where would you like to see the business?
1: Um, continuing to grow. Um, hopefully, you know adding new products because we're always changing our menu. We always have like the base menu, but we always try to to add stuff because I don't even know that you know this, but recently we started um, making conejo.
0: For for the audience, can you explain what that is? Rabbit. Oh, snap.
1: (laughs) So we've been doing like an adobo de conejo. It's basically like, um, how do I describe it? It's like rabbit and sauce. It's like kind of like a stew. Okay. It's like in like a marinade that we make in. It's it's quilt and people have been going crazy for it. Oh. I personally never knew that it was possible, but people love it. They think it's delicious.
0: Okay. So if somebody that's listening to this podcast and goes, that sounds interesting. I'm going to go order it. So what's the correct? What is it called again?
1: Adobo de conejo.
0: Adobo de conejo. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, um, all right, that sounds good. And is it is it challenging to make?
1: Um, it it's not challenging, but there's a certain way it has to be prepared. Got because it. Because like every meat is different, right? So you wouldn't make conejo the same way you make chicken, right? It's like it's, it's like probably a process.
0: More, it's probably more like you have sensitive, to use lime. I would think,
1: yeah, you have to use lime, and it has to be cooked a certain way. Got it. Thank God for my mother-in-law because my mother-in-law taught my cook how to use it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about your mother-in-law?
1: No, yeah, she... The food is basically her. She Her sazon. That's what they say. Her her seasoning. Her sauces. And that's why it's able to be so authentic and so homemade.
0: Straight, the, straight from Veracruz, Mexico, uh-huh, right?
1: From the, from the ranch. The small ranch, the Chichicastle. That's where... My husband and his family are from and they she brings us a son. She's like we always say, you wake up in the morning, she's making tortillas. Handmade nice. tortillas.
0: That's funny because you just reminded me of something. I remember when I went to stay with my brother in Mexico and um we would um my half brother and then we would we would go we would sleep over, then in the morning we would go to walk you know, in the morning when you would wake up. Um, his mom would be there and she be. She was the sweetest lady in the world. She would be there and she would be like, "Um, Marco, good morning. And she would go, tortillas, tortillas.
1: Everything is by hand. Everything is by hand. That's why I, that's like you could try to convince us, oh, let's change this. Let's change that. And we'll be open to the idea. But the tortillas, we won't. It has to be by hand.
0: It's got to be the real deal. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it.
1: Yep. It's that and it's the habanero sauce we have. That is his mother's recipe. I don't even know how to make it.
0: Okay, when I hear habanero sauce, I'm thinking it's hot. Oh, it's spicy. It's spicy.
1: But everybody says it's hot, but it, the, the taste of it, it it takes away from it being so spicy because it just tastes so good. Like It has such a good flavor.
0: Got it, got it, got it. So People
1: like, ask us for the recipe all the time, but I told them I can't sell that to you. They're like, oh, I'll like, buy it.
0: Like, it's a secret. It's I a can't. Uh, secret. No, but
1: I said I can't sell it. It's not my recipe to sell. <laughs> It's not my recipe. It's my suegra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and your 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 father in law helps out a lot too, right? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, he cooks.
0: Yeah, I know. So that's I go over there and they're, they're throwing down. They're uh-huh. making all kinds of food. And whenever I go over there, and um, you know, one thing I love is when I go over there, they always ask me if I'm hungry. They make me a plate and and they always make me the fish plate, and it it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's the name of the fish plate again? In case anybody wants to order that one,
1: the mojada frita.
0: Okay, guys, that's the plate. That's my favorite. So if you want to order what I order, that's the one. Say it one more time.
1: Mojada frita.
0: Mojada frita. Okay. All right. So now, okay, the next question. So how does your business look different now today than the first day you opened your doors?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) The first day we opened, we didn't have food. We didn't have cigarettes. We didn't have beer. We just had sodas and chips. That's what we had. We didn't have money transfers. We didn't have anything. We didn't have lotto. It was literally just a couple coolers with some chips. And that's how we opened.
0: You see, but see, I, I love that because um I read a lot of like self-help books and I, I read a lot of like entrepreneurship books. And one of the things that they say is get started. And I think that's great advice for everyone that's listening. If you have an idea and you're thinking about launching that idea, if you say to yourself, I'm going to wait till I have everything exactly the way I need it to be, you're never going to start. Start and then build, you know, even with this podcast, you know, every every interview, every episode, I learn something new and I get a little bit better. You know, the first episode didn't have intro music. I got intro music now. You know, I'm learning all the levels. I'm learning how to control things. I wanted to interview guests and I didn't realize I needed a headphone adapter. I got the headphone adapter. So the best way to learn is to jump in. And that's what you guys did. You guys said, you know what? Let's get the store. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. You were like, let's get the store. Okay, we got the store. All right, what are we going to sell? Okay, let's get the chips and the sodas and everything that we can sell. Let's apply for our liquor license. You know, let's figure out how we're going to do the food. Right? And you yep. did you did it in baby steps.
1: Yep. Because you have to remember too, we also opened in the pandemic. So a food license normally to open up your business will take about two months. Ours took six. Wow. Because everything was delayed.
0: Why? Oh, because of the pandemic.
1: Because of the mm-hmm. pandemic, they didn't have a lot of people working. So, the three guys that were in the office trying to get everything done, it took them longer than because normally they say it takes 60 days to get your license.
0: Wow. And I remember, I remember you guys like stressed out about that like, oh, we still haven't gotten the license.
1: Yep. We opened in September. We didn't have the license for the food until February.
0: Wow. And that's another thing, guys, to consider if you do want to start a business. You know, it's not just a matter of, hey, I can cook. I'm going to sell this food. You got to get licenses for everything.
1: Everything. I have a license for the money transfer, for the food, for lotto, for beer, um, for cigarettes. What else do I have a license for? There's another one. I don't remember what it is. Oh, sales tax. Just to open the store, you need a license. You need um certificate of compliance from the town. Not even just from the state. You need it from the town, too. You need a fire department check it's
0: so yeah so that's why I, and and you learn all these things because you started yep like if you would have said oh, i'll do it all when i have everything perfect you would have never started
1: yeah it's true
0: you know so we,
1: we still learn day to day like we still we're still figuring out what products sell what products don't sell what what quantity of certain things do we need because sometimes like you may order a case of mayo you're not going to sell a case of mayo now you you know what i need five things of mayo before it goes bad you know like right. it's quantity control too it's a lot to learn
0: and then learning all your resources like you guys uh purchased a lot of your stuff from restaurant depot right is that the correct mm-hmm. name yeah
1: restaurant depot um we have now we're starting to get vendors so it's getting a little bit easier for us before we didn't have a milk vendor now we have a milk and egg vendor now we have um, For like Spanish products, we have a vendor. We have a medicine vendor. Now we have like more people. When we first opened, everything was us get everything ourselves.
0: Yes. I mean, guys, if there's one piece of advice that you get from this, regardless of what your dream is, start. Start. Make mistakes along the way. Just start. Because if you keep waiting around for that perfect moment, it's never going to happen. Yep. So... So let me ask you this. How do you feel? Because I'm sure there's other grocery stores somewhere in the vicinity where your business is, right? So- There's four. There's four. On the same block. On the same block. So answer this for me. What sets your store apart? What's unique about your store that the other stores don't have?
1: Handmade tortillas.
0: Handmade tortillas. the authenticity. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And we try to keep the food, like, because if you go to a Mexican restaurant, there's a taste. But if you go to your house, there's a, there's a certain taste. There's a, there's a, We try to make the, keep the food to taste as homemade as possible. Or like the empanadas. You're not, when you order an order, an empanada, we're never going to tell you five minutes they'll be ready because we don't have them ready. When you order those empanadas, we're making the empanadas. Everything is made to order.
0: Right, right. So it's like you, you. It's like you almost want if you are if you were raised Mexican and your mom cooked for you. That's the kind of food you would get at J R Lucas Deli Market. That authentic Mexican cuisine.
1: Right. Everybody says it's um Veracruzana, that because like the way we do a lot of things is the way. Cause, like I said, Ariel's from Veracruz. Say we that again. Everything. It's Veracruz. Veracruzana,
0: and that means authentic, right?
1: It means like. Do we make it the way they make it in Veracruz? Like it's the real deal. Like there's certain ways that they cook in Oaxaca, there's certain ways they, they cook in Puebla, there's different in different parts of Mexico, but the way that we do it is the way his family does it.
0: It's awesome. My sister lives in Veracruz as well, so shout out to her. Um, wow, that's interesting. So, okay, so yeah, so I honestly that would set your store apart for me. Because if I want to get that authentic real deal veracruz mexican cuisine that's where i'm gonna get it yeah all right um so how did you market your business when you first started how did you get the word out
1: um we told people that we knew facebook
0: so a lot of word of mouth yeah and like we said before ariel is like the mayor so he, he knew everybody and suffering as it was. He knows the whole community. So you know he just spread the word, and um, and you see people come in and you hear him greet them, primo, primo. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what is your favorite part of having your own business? Like, if you had to pick one thing, what is your favorite part?
1: The flexibility. But not in a sense of, like, you have to be dedicated. Like, that's not what I mean when I say flexibility. I mean, like, it's Saturday. We were just extremely busy. I was able to have my kids there with me. It's not that I'm at work and I'm busy and my kids have to be with a babysitter.
0: My kids are with me. You know where they are at all times. Right. That's cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah. And I mean, too, like, another thing with, like, owning your own business that I love is I'm able to provide more for them. Right. I'm able to put them in the activities that they want to be in. Is it hard to take them? Yes. But thank God, you know, you help me,
0: <laughs> but okay.
1: you know, but I try to, but I'm able to afford it to do everything that they want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. I think that was a great interview. I feel like we could talk for hours. I feel like we should do this again.
1: Okay, maybe I'll be a little more <laughs> <I don't laughs> <be as> nervous. Hope he has nervous.
0: So, um, no, so guys, highly recommended. One more time, tell them where J.R. Lucas Deli and Market is.
1: Um, we're located at 116 Orange Avenue in Suffern, New York, across from the train. Um, can't miss us. So we're right next to an apartment building and
0: a bar. And, guys, if you stop by, I might be there and I'll greet you, give you a hug, and say, hey, sit down and have a, a nice plate of of authentic mexican cuisine with me all right guys um so christina thank you appreciate your time thank you for coming on the show thank you for having me of course of course christina lucas everybody jr lucas deli and market thank you for supporting the dj mark flow podcast see you next time